let's get back to the taxonomy. So there's maps, first category within those, shape preserving, yeah. shape destroying. Yeah, the next category you talked about were reductions. So I consider those folds or reduces. In category theory, they're called catamorphisms, things that go from N to 1. Then you said sort of the growing category. I consider those generators. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 123, recorded on March 21st, 2023. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we talk about a taxonomy for algorithms, stood views filter, and more ranges from C++ 20, 23, and 26. Start episode 123, go. You know stood views filter? I definitely know stood views filter. Tell me what it does. It filters things in. And p- some people say, oh, it's ambiguous. No, all filters filters thing in. There's no, there's no filter that I've ever found that filters things out. Des- describe for me how it operates. How it operates? Yeah. I mean, I've never looked at the implementation of it, but like from a high level point of view, you pass it a unary predicate which is a function that takes a single argument and it will iterate over each of your elements, evaluates the predicate on each of those elements for those that returns true. It keeps that element, AKA filters it in and the range that you are left with has the same kind of rank, AKA it didn't reduce the rank. It just potentially reduced the number of elements. So if you've got the numbers one to 10 and you filter in even ones, you're left with five. Okay. Good, good, uh, a good explanation. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit deeper down into it. Okay. Um, I, th- I think that that that, that, that was that was a really good way of describing, you know, what it is, how how it how it operates. But um, uh, I I really want to get down to uh, some of the gritty details, um, in particular, so we can understand. Um, how how this performs and how compilers see it. So um so so std views filter is a uh, uh a range adapter, right? It, you you call filter with your function and it gives you uh, you know sorry, let me let me let me put it this way. You 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 have like um some range pipe filter f what does that give you back? That gives you back a, a filter view, which is a range. Yeah? Correct. That is okay. lazily evaluated. So it itself, until you perform some kind of reduction or yeah. take or collecting operation, does nothing. Okay. So it's a range. And so a range is basically just a, collect, just a, 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 a pair of iterators or an iterator and a sentinel. So um, Let's let's talk about what happens when we get an iterator from this range. Like we we get we call begin on this range, we get back an iterator. What does that iterator do? What does that iterator do? I don't understand the question. Yeah, like like we, we we've gotten we've gotten an iterator. We we've called begin on our our filter um, view. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what what happens when we dereference? Oh, okay. I was gonna say like that. just calling and assigning the result of you know, range dot begin does nothing. Uh, if you dereference yeah. it, I assume it iterates through the range until it finds a value that returns 
uh, true for the evaluation of the unary predicate that was passed to the okay. Jews. Okay. All right. So let, let's let's recap what Connor just said. So when, when you call begin on this iterator, that or when you or when, when you, you dereference a uh, call yeah, when to you dereference begin. this first iterator, it's going to go and iterate through the elements. So it's going it's going to apply some algorithm, right? Correct. And that's, you know, it's going to do a find if, right? Uh, the moral equivalent of that, or yes, something like that. Yeah. So, so it's it's you're, you're, you 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 dereference this filter um, iterator, and it's going to say, "Hey, I'm going to go do a, a a find if on my underlying range to look for the first element that matches the predicate that I've been given." Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then. You know, we go and we increment this iterator, and we dereference it again. And what happens? We repeat, rinse, repeat yeah, what we, we just we explained. Go and we do another find if. Now, and, and and I should put a big caveat here because I'm sure that there are some ranges people right now that are maybe up in arms. That uh, I know that in in some cases, some range adapters like this, they actually do. That searching on the, or they, they do that that lazy operation on the increment versus on the dereference. That's immaterial here. I don't care whether it happens on the increment or decrement operation or on the the dereference operation. Um, that particular detail is not important to the conversation that we're having right now. Um, and so, so what I mean by that is like, you know, you, instead of doing the find if when you decrement the, incre- the iterator, you could instead do the find if when you call begin, and you could also do the find if whenever you increment uh, the iterator. And then whenever you decrement, you wouldn't have to do the find if. And there's also this like whole thing where like you can cache the results so that, because obviously if you decrement the iterator twice, you don't want to do that find if twice, Right. Like if you, if you, if I, if I, if I have, if I call begin on the filter view and I decrement it twice. Right. You, you don't want to, you don't want to do that search twice. Ideally yeah? not. Correct. Yeah. So, so ideally you'd have some caching mechanism. I don't care about that. That is immaterial to the conversation we're having. Okay. So now let's imagine that we've got a, a for loop, a range based for loop that is iterating the elements of a filter view. So what is happening in every iteration of this range space for loop? The rinse repeat thing that we talked about? Right. We are calling find if. Um, so we've got this range space for loop and inside of it, in the body of that range-based for loop, we essentially have another loop, a nested loop. And that nested loop is doing a find if. Mm, I mean, in my mental model of what's happening here, we... Don't care about your mental model. Well, okay. I care about the compiler's mental model. All right. Well, tell me how far off my mental model is from what the compiler's doing, but I would assume that this is the same thing. Your nested loops is kind of... It, or maybe I'm wrong, but it's uh, mischaracterizing, in my opinion, what would be happening because each of these find ifs, when you do a quote-unquote find if to get the first 
kept value or filtered in value, you're going from zero to N where that value exists. And then yeah. the second time you do a find if, you're not going back from zero and then finding to N, the second N, you're going from N where you left off to, you know, the second N. So even though it's a nested loop, it is still going to be like an uh, order N operation because it's... That's correct. And that, my friend, is the the secret word for today. What? It's, an, it's still an order in operation. Well, I mean, I, I also wouldn't call it like a nest. When I hear nested loop, I hear I think quadratic. So I think it's like a like I said a mischaracterization to call it a nested loop. I, I, I don't. I don't. Well, nested <laughs> loops are not necessarily quadratic. I don't care about whether you think it's a mischaracterization, but. The key thing here is that we are iterating over uh, an underlying range of n elements. Yes. Right? What filter does is filter takes an, a range of n elements and it produces a range of n minus m elements, where m is the number of elements that have been filtered out. Correct. And is potentially zero. Correct. And... Um, the same can be said about drop, take, remove if, a whole variety of different range I mean, adapters. They, 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 they reduce in size the, the past in range. I agree with what you are kind of saying but there is a distinction in that the repetitive find ifs that occur implicitly within a filter do not exist within a drop and a take that's a single one-time operation that like you're you're doing that iteration once and then once you've either taken or dropped like for in the take situation you actually don't do any iterations to skip elements only in the drop case and that like that happens that pass happens once and i don't even think I mean, maybe it actually does happen on the dereference. But my point being is that there's this kind of iterative nature of multiple find ifs within a filter, whereas that doesn't... Yes, that I, do I, I, will I will certainly give you that, that this one is more challenging than others, and that's why we've... Uh, that's why we start with it. Um, as, for, as for the kind of like your... It's N minus M. Yeah, completely. They're all in the same category. Yeah. Now, there are... There's a few other categories of these range adapters. Um, and, and when we say range adapters here, just generally of algorithms like this. You know, if we just, if we looked at like the taxonomy of the algorithms library, um, you know, there's a family, the, the remove if family that takes a thing of N and produces a thing of N minus M. Um, there's also, you know, the, the, the transform family which is things that go from N to N. Um, there's the reduce family, which is things that go from N to one. Um, th there's presumably um, a family of things that go to it from M to uh, N plus M or N times M. You know, you, you can imagine a, a, an adapter that um, do that, repeats every element of the underlying range a certain number of times. So if I have an input sequence of A, B, C, and I, I, I pass it through this adapter, the adapter produces a, um, uh, a sequence of A, A, B, B, C, C. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure we have one of those. I don't know which adapter that is, but I'm sure I'm sure there's one in ranges V3, if not in the standard. Do you know what that one is called? Uh, you could mess around with repeat. So like your taxonomy that you're describing right now, I actually have names for each of these. So the 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 first Perfect. one is that's, map mapping that's operations. That's why you're here. <laughs> and it's interesting because I actually consider filter like there's two categories within mapping operations. There are the shape preserving ones, which are the transforms that you described, mm, end to end. Shape preserving. And then there are good word. there are shape destroying ones, which are take yes. drop and tech. There is the case, the corner case where you don't actually destroy the shape. But in general, the shape can be destroyed. So if you filter, and like you said, you end up with N elements, technically you didn't destroy the shape, but uh, it doesn't. that's not the case for all circumstances. So in the map umbrella, there's shape-preserving, a.k.a. the transforms, and then shape-destroying. I'd actually be curious. You said there's other ones. Take, drop, filter. Off the top of my head, I can't actually think of a third one. Um, um, do you know? And it's it's interesting, too, because... Take and drop take a sequence and an integer, whereas filter takes a sequence and a well, unary there, predicate. There is, um, there is like uh, oh, actually, there is one in range v three called adjacent remove if. Yeah, and there's like like there is remove if in range v three. Um, trying to think about if there's any. I mean, what's others. the difference between remove if and filter? There is, it's it's not. It's just an inversion, right? Yeah, so those those are the same algorithm in my opinion. Um, I'm wondering about like, what about like what about like chunk? No, so chunk is in a different category. If the listener is thinking in their head, I know, either go to Twitter and comment on this episode or go to GitHub discussions because I'm interested if if there is actually so some so out there. so uh, chunk is an interesting one because in the context of what we're discussing today, loop optimization. Chunk presents similar problems to filter, um, which I think we'll we'll uh, um, we'll get to later. Is is there, there there is there something like chunk, but where the size of the chunks is uh, dynamic? Yeah. So wait, let's get back to the taxonomy. So there's maps first category within those shape preserving, yeah. shape destroying. Then the next category Split. you talked about. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. the next category you talked about were reductions. So I consider those folds or reduces in category theory. They're called catamorphisms, things that go from N to one. Then you said sort of the growing category. I consider those generators. So like IOTA is the simplest example of this, where you start just with a single number and then it generates you a sequence. Yep. There's also stood generate. Uh, there's repeat. There's a bunch of these. In uh, rangeland, they're actually called factories, not generators. And that yeah. probably is a better name for them, considering that in in Python and you know, coroutines land, generators are overloaded in terms of how they're used. So actually, maybe I should start referring to them as factories, but then factory is also an overloaded term. Anyways, yeah. and then there's this fourth category of where chunk fits into, and you just said the category name is splits. So yeah. you said, is there one where it's a a, a dynamic shape? Yeah, and, so, and splits, stood views split is the is the example. Yeah, and well, so what's what's really interesting is to think about, like similarly to how within the map shape destroying category think about how do you change the api to get different behavior take and drop took integers with a sequence whereas filter took a sequence and a unary predicate and the reason that i thought about adjacent remove if because in my head i cycled through okay you have an integer you have a unary predicate the other option is when you have a binary predicate which is what adjacent remove is has what like so 
the re- the way that I ended up thinking about that was answering the question, what do you get when you have a, ma- a mapping algorithm that is shape-destroying that takes a sequence and a binary predicate? And the answer to that is adjacent remove if. So if we, if we flip over now to the uh, splitting category, chunk, what does chunk take? Chunk takes a sequence and an integer. So that's, that, that ticks the integer box. Then there is, um, so what do, what do we, so maybe, maybe I'll ask you this question. I know the answers to them. What do you get when you have a, a splitting algorithm? In this case, we'll stick with chunk specifically, and you have a unary predicate, and when you have a binary predicate, because those are two specific named algorithms that have been discussed in Ranges Land, and they will be showing up in C plus plus twenty six. Um, I don't know. So the more popular one is Chunk, that takes a sequence and a binary predicate, and that was originally in Range V three called Group By, uh, but is oh, but is yeah. now been called yeah. Chunk By. And what that does is it looks as it looks at adjacent elements, performs the binary operation. And then based on whether it returns true or false, it'll split and start like a new uh, range inside the range of ranges. And a very related algorithm, but slightly different uh, uh, behavior is when you have chunk with a unary operation or unary predicate. And this is basically does the exact same thing, but instead of looking at adjacent elements, it just looks at uh, individual elements. And then anytime that individual uh, evaluation of that unary function returns a different value, it starts a new sequence. And this is what is probably most likely going to be called chunk by key. And if you are familiar with JavaScript or a bunch of other sort of functional libraries, a lot of these, a lot of times these functions are called keys, key selectors or selectors, um, because they are, you know, I think in, in Python, in the iter tools library, there is a function called group or group by that does this exact thing that it it takes Mm. a unary function and what's really irritating is that a lot of the times only one of these two flavors exists the chunking function that takes a unary function or the chunking algorithm that takes a unary function and one that takes a binary function and when you can sometimes sometimes when you really want the binary function you can get away with using a unary function but like there are times where you specifically need the binary one that looks at adjacent elements and there's nothing if you have access to one that just has a unary function that doesn't do anything for you so like you can implement chunk by key the one that takes a unary um function in terms of the one that takes a binary function and so really that's why like chunk by i actually submitted a talk once to meeting c plus plus called chunk by versus zip because i think they're two of the most like useful algorithms that are missing from c plus plus and uh, anyways, that's my long-winded monologue. So, so uh, there's, monologue. A, there's, a, there's another one, not, not to stray too far from example, but um, join's also another interesting case because that's another one of those growers, right? Join takes a, a sequence of n and gives you something that is, you know, Join is a reduction in n. my opinion because really join is just a reduction with the binary operation of concatenation applied to a list of things. All right. Well, that, that's going to be a topic for, for a whole different <laughs> podcast. All right. So, so let, let's go back to filter. Um, so, is this going to be a two-part episode? Because we're already uh, probably okay. I think it's I think it's at a point where where it's time for us to start looking at some code. Um, are we are we doing uh, the screen share thing? Because we got we we got to be- not yet. I I you're 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 not you're not ready yet to see. I was going to say we're, we're we made the decision to try not to share share, share code because no, no we're doing we're doing it now because we need to but. <laughs> 
but um, we made uh, the executive decision to never to do it, but we we need to now, so we will. Of course, dude, it's a it's a programming podcast. We need to be able to look. Should we uh, hit the record button and I'll just upload this to YouTube? Because every single time people comment, why don't you just post this to YouTube? Be sure to check the show notes either in your podcast app or at adsppodcast.com for links to any of the things that we mentioned in today's episode and for a link to the GitHub discussion section where you can leave questions, comments, or thoughts that you had about the episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and have a great day.